0: turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Amy Yang for Female Startup Club. Hello it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. Today on the show, we're chatting to Amy Yang, the founder of one of the most innovative products in the food industry right now, Better Brand. Better Brand is a consumer food tech company using applied food technologies to disrupt the multi-trillion dollar refined carbohydrate industry. Their first product is the Better Bagel, which turns the carb-heavy bagel into the equivalent of just two banana slices. And this is just the beginning. At the end of this episode, she reveals what she's working on next, and I am just so excited about it. Oh, my God. Before we get into it, if you are in London on the 24th of February, I'm having a little tiny book launch party for my upcoming book, Your Hype Girl, and you are, of course, invited. Just send me an email to hello at femalestartupclub.com so I can pop you on the guest list. It's going to be super cute and I would love to meet you. Let's get into it. This is Amy for Female Startup Club.
1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style
0: with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
2: Hi, Tim. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I am so excited to be talking to you, well, tonight. I was about to say today, but it's actually nighttime for me. And I'm just so intrigued by what you've been building. And, you know, I've been following you on LinkedIn for a little while because Andre, who is a, I guess, a colleague of sorts uh, of mine, introduced me to your brand. So
2: I started following you and I'm just like excited on so many levels. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And so I will say that. That kind of just organic traction and, and people talking about it, introducing the brand um, to, you know, people who they know and, and admire, that's, you know, been the driving catalyst for, you know, the early success that Better has has had. Um, and I think that's really special and meaningful because it means that the brand stands for, for more than you know, just the products that we're putting out and that there's this greater mission that people are so excited to be talking about and sharing. So that's, that's, that's really, really great to hear, Um, you know, about, about how you even heard about us in the beginning.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Shout out to Andre. He has a, an email marketing agency called Floium and he's just all sorts of great. So I'm going to make sure he listens to this episode. <laughs> Before we get started, can you give us a bit of an introduction to who you are and what your business is for anyone who might not know just yet?
2: Yes. So hi, everyone. My name is Amy Yang. I'm the founder and CEO of Better Brand. Um, Better Brand is a consumer food tech company, and we're working in and leading innovation in the refined carb space. So, um, you know, just think about creating a world where we can eat the foods that we crave freely um, without you know, fear of weight gain or negative health consequences and without compromise. Um, and that's kind of the, the gist of, of who we are and what we're doing and, and driving forward as a business um, to put this into some more practical perspective. Um, our first product, the Better Bagel, which is, you know, obviously a really carb-heavy food, uh, or the bagel is, and um, we're transforming it into the carb equivalent of two slices of banana and um, so just you know in terms of innovation and and changing the the consumer experience with food and um, is really what we're setting out to do.
0: I'm like so excited about the future when we think about you know businesses like yours when we think about lab grown milk and lab grown meat and you know beyond and impossible and and non-alk and all this kind of stuff that's coming I'm like I'm just so excited for what the future looks like in five years' time or 10 years' time when things are just like, you know, we won't need to eat dairy. I I mean, I don't eat meat now, but we we won't need to eat. those things will have great alternatives.
2: I'm so excited. And and that's actually what kind of sparked um, you know, this idea for, for better brand in to begin with is, you know, there was so much innovation, like you were saying, happening in the food tech sphere, right? Whether it's, you know, um, meat alternatives or dairy alternatives, but if you think about the refined carb sphere, right? It's it's a ten trillion dollar space, and it's ten times larger than than let's say meat, and um, which is you know about one point two to one point four trillion, depending on you know how how you you count the market or address the relative market sizes. Um, and it's a completely open space that has so much driving impact to human health, and is literally the most like leading cause and driver of obesity um, in in the world. And yet no one has come in and said, you know, we're going to be the beyond meat of carbs, right? And, and that's exactly what we're doing and, and, and excited to do and put our stake in the ground and, and drive large scale impact in that way.
0: What's kind of like mind blowing to me is I just never even thought of that. Like I just never even thought who could make carbs in a different way. So what I'd love to know from you is like, can you take us back to the time where you were starting to have light bulb moments around tackling this and how one decides on bagels?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think probably in terms of those light bulb moments, it started fairly early on in the journey. I, I've always known that I've wanted to be an entrepreneur, but, you know, set my career or spent the early part of my career setting the foundation so I'd be ready to, to do so when I, you know, when it got to that point. Um, you know, so I was a CPA in a former life to learn the ins and outs of how a company operated, then worked in Bangalore, India, um, building Ernst Young's global talent hub team to learn about operations and teaming and, 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 you know, cross-control integration. Then worked in, in consulting and litigation to learn about large data synthesis. And then once I figured out, you know, or once I thought that I had felt that I had um, the foundational aspects ready, went to Wharton, got an MBA and um, in entrepreneurship and strategic management, and it was really there that I think, you know, despite knowing that I've always wanted to, to build something, um, it really hit me in terms of the scope of what that could be, and, and I think it's just it's because you're always in this bubble, right, for two years, and you're constantly surrounded by greatness. So, you know, I remember this period of time where it's like Joe Biden was in the room, right? And then it was like Neil Blumenthal, and then it was like Roger Iger and Melinda Gates. And and it's almost like it instills in you this belief that, or understanding, maybe is a better word, that not only can you drive impact as one person, but it's almost your responsibility to do so. Um. So then at that point, you know, I started to think about what my personal pain points were. And you need to be passionate about something, right? That that you're building. And for me, my largest pain points were always around diet and healthy eating. Like I was always on this cycle of, you know, wanting to eat something um, and or craving it. And, you know, if I ate it, I'd feel guilty. If I didn't, I'd feel deprived. And it was just this like roller coaster, right? And it consumed so much of my mind space and garnered so much negative anxiety that I just, I wanted to create a, a better way. Um, and I mean, this is actually kind of an embarrassing story. And I don't think I've ever told it before. Oh my God. Yay. Please tell it. <laughs> I remember this moment when I was in high school and it was my birthday. Um, and, you know, there was a birthday cake and, and you know, on your birthdays, you make a birthday wish. And I literally wish for the ability to just eat what I wanted without having to worry about consequences or, you know, weight gain and. And I think maybe that why it became so apparent at that time is because, you know, it's a birthday, you want to eat cake, right? But then you feel bad about eating cake and like, we shouldn't have to do that, right?
0: My husband literally says that at least once a day. He'll kill me for saying that. <laughs> but he's like, I just want to eat all the things. And yeah, anyway, I know those feels.
2: It's like, Why do we have to live a life with these limitations? You know, when we've come so far in the spectrum of, of, of just pushing boundaries in so many other areas. So then, at that point, uh, you know, I was like, kind of going back to that earlier story. I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to create this world where we don't have to worry about eating something and and negative consequences associated with that. So at that point, you know, started doing a, a ton of market research, understood the market was was you know an over ten trillion dollar market, and just also started to- Did you start sorry on bagels or just in general carb food? Completely in general was was. Our scope, um, and and then you know we we did a ton of consumer research and testing. And and why I wanted to start with a bagel is, well, one, who doesn't love a bagel, right? And two, you know, kind of similar to that story of or that experience of of eating cake on your birthday, I feel like a bagel is a food that just brings you so much joy. You know, it's associated with these like special brunches or occasions with your family. And, but, you know, whenever we spoke to a consumer, it's like, oh, this off-limit food, or it's like, you know, it takes away from that experience. And it, you know, you, you just be like, okay, if I eat it, then I'm, I'm going to have to make up for it in some other way. You feel bad about eating it. So, you know, I think eliminating that would is really a powerful, like, emotional driver and, and bringing and showcasing what we can do by bringing joy and in, back into those experiences, right? Third reason is because if we're putting our stake in the ground as leading innovators in the refined carb space, you know, what better way to start than by transforming the most carb-heavy food, uh, a bagel, into the carb equivalent of two slices of banana. You know, it's like once we built that foundation, then everything else becomes a little bit easier. And then also just in terms of relative market size and use case, the bagel market in itself is a billion-dollar market that, you know, is, is a great trial for us in terms of like use case and, and distribution, it works U2C, it works food service, it works retail and wholesale. So so a lot of, of places where we can really test.
0: That is so interesting and amazing and exciting. I I just love it. What happens like after you kind of do your market research how do you go about like proving out the concept and and what's the feedback when you're telling people what you're trying to do and how do you even know it's possible? Like I have so many questions.
2: (laughs) Um, Well, I think, I mean, I spoke to a lot of people working on um, research in the space, mostly academic uh, to be, to be fair at that point, because there weren't a lot of practical applications of it, which I thought was, was really, really interesting. So, you know, I, I had an idea of how we were going to start, right? And I mean, I guess with anything associated with food tech or R and D, like you don't really you can never hundred percent know that it's going to be possible when you first start, right? You just have to have that groundwork, that knowledge, um, and that passion, and and just strive to say, like, okay, we're going to do this, and then and then think about, you know, if we can do it, that overarching impact and implication that we can have. Right. So, you know, and in terms of that impact and implication, you know, and, and I think this is a really powerful driving factor, too, you know, to put it into perspective, you know, at this point, chronic diseases associated with obesity and type 2 diabetes are responsible for two out of three deaths in, in America. Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Excess weight, it affects 37 million children, um, if you want to put that into perspective, and um, 29 million Americans are diabetic, over 60 million are, are pre-diabetic. And, and, you know, in, in the U.S., but it, if you're thinking worldwide, also obesity is implicated in It's two out of three, uh, two-thirds of the leading causes of death in non-communicable disease. So, and in, in consumption of refined carbs is the single largest driver of obesity in the world, right? So, if you're thinking about, yes, this is what we're setting out to do, but the, like, huge macro-level implications can have on human health, kind of like, okay, like, we might not be able to get there, and we don't know, but it's, we have to try, right? So that's kind of how we started, and and after I had that fundamental knowledge and understanding of the market and, you know, um, some idea of how we would start, we fundraised. So we raised our first million, and that was, you know, just for the purposes of R&D, right? We didn't know what was going to happen, but we were going to to figure it out and start this journey and, and movement.
0: And did I read that you're the first woman to raise a million dollars pre-seed in the food industry? Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I, but so I think it's sole founder um, to do that. Wow, that's cool. Thank you. And, and I think you know, I think it's because of of this large mission, right, and and the large scope of of the undertaking. Um, but it, it's it's really it's really exciting. One size fits
0: all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh one dot com.
1: Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news...
0: So talk to me about the R&D process. Obviously, you raise the million dollars. You're able to start working with food scientists and labs and coming up with what this could potentially look like. How long did it take? What were the challenges and what were the best bits? What was the best part about it?
2: So I will say that this is partially why you know, your investors are so important, right? So for our first round, even in, um, for our pre-seed round, it was led by Versal Capital. Um, and they're large players in the food tech space. You know, they have Impossible Foods in their portfolio. They have Just Egg in their portfolio. And they're typically a lot later stage. So they write $100 million checks, $200 million checks, And this is the first time they had come in so, so early. And, you know, that in and of itself it opened a lot of doors in terms of, you know, just the knowledge that they had of who to talk to. You know, like get, getting labs to pay attention from day one, you know, and getting the right people to to be willing to even get on the phone with me, and so so you know, Verso was was a huge help with that. And just oh my gosh, in terms of our that pre band, it was like you know Sean Thomas, he's the grandson of Dave Thomas, who's the founder of Wendy's, you know, was involved, and and um, Patrick Schwarzenegger, and you know Nicole Cogan, Emmy Rossum, and just just this incredible group of of people who had just A lot of passion in this space and I think we're really kind of driving it to to help which was certainly incredible Um, and then in terms of timeline so this is the the crazy thing that's just I feel like we're just like one in a million type in chance of of happening is we got it right basically immediately. Um, You know we work with four labs in in the process on different components of of R&D in the process. One lab has you know, understands the, the entire scope, and um, and we actually have you know very well protected IP on on that from them. But you know, we got it right from like almost immediately, um, and that just does not happen. You know, and and you know, if you think about Impossible, for example, going back to that story and and Pat Brown, who's just an incredible visionary and genius and and scientist, right? Um you know, he, he speaks about that the R&D journey was impossible and how it took them nine years of time, or sorry, not nine years of time, $9 million and a year of time to just prove their original hypothesis on on how heme should be extracted. So basically to figure out that they couldn't actually do it the way that they wanted and had to start, you know, like exploring a different path and alternative. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. So to say that, you know, we got it right and immediately, and um, it really is one of those like one in a million lucky things that happened.
0: Did it cost you the full million to do
2: it? It didn't oh, very cool <laughs> right so and and you know i I think that if you believe in the product right and and the mission, the story of the company, and for the purposes of even driving impact, you should get the product out into the market as. As fast as you can, you know, get it out in front of the consumer and um, have start driving impact right, and start telling your story and take the consumer on the journey with you. Um, and I also think that's the only way to really build a truly efficient business because you need that data in in order to inform you know decisions. You need that feedback loop, exactly. Um, and so, from closing around in February of of 2021, we launched in June of 2021. So it was a 4 month. Yes. Um so Oh my god. <laughs> what? I've never heard anything like it. I think we just blacked out quite frankly for those 4 months. I don't think I mean I literally did do anything um but work on on better and it was just an amazing thing um to do and I'm sure I drove a number of, of vendors absolutely crazy, you know with, with all these asks and, and that timeline, but, but we got it done and, and we launched and, you know, have just been refining and working in the process, but, but yeah, we, we got it on the market pretty quickly.
0: Wow. That is so crazy. What was the feedback when you launched it and how did you launch it? What was your launch plan to get the word out there?
2: So we did D2C to start. We did have some press and excitement around the product from from the very beginning, but everything to start was was organic, right? Because again, it's like we were testing the messaging. We weren't sure of the scope, like the infrastructure is something that we were still building on, right? And the product uh, was at a point where you know it was it was good enough to get in front of the consumer, right? And and illustrate what we could do, but but obviously you know there's there's still going to be a constant you know R and D or, or pushed our R&D and in constant iterations and improvement. So, so when we launched, it was basically like organic, we weren't marketing um, and we did 20K uh, the first week, which, you know, we obviously were not expecting. Um, but how, like, I don't understand. Was there like organic PR or
0: was it just like you telling your friends and your friends telling their
2: friends? Definitely PR, you know, um, it was, I mean, I even that Forbes article that you had mentioned earlier. That was like, okay, first woman to do this, and um, you know, and wants to innovate on you know the refined carbs industry and it's the beyond meat of carbs, and you know, we're transforming a bagel into the two like banana slices. Like people were really interested from from the get go. Twenty k
0: is a lot of bagels, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and let me tell you, we struggle <laughs> to fulfill that. Um, so much on the operational back end and we learned so much from that process. So we actually went out of stock um, just to, to catch up with fulfillment and thank goodness, you near know, our customer base is so understanding and, and supportive Um, and you oftentimes I don't think get that with, with brands and customers, but, but I think it was, it's driven by people who are so mission aligned, you know, and understand the scope of what we're trying to do and accomplish and the mission we're trying to push forward. And in terms of just, breaking free of these unnecessary limitations, right? And, and boundaries and creating this world that, you know, really fundamentally based on this aspect of, of freedom, right? And, and so people were incredibly supportive and patient. Um, and I'm so, you know, gracious for it and, and appreciative. Um, and then we went back in stock in July, same thing happened. with like 30 some k over 12 days. Um, and then we're like, okay, like, really need to focus on building some more infrastructure, the team. Um, and we've been back in stock in August and we have not been like, we've been able to fulfill everything and, and growing really quickly, which is exciting. Um, and then in our third active month, we actually broke a million dollar run rate. So, you know, and in, in continuing to, to grow and test and, and iterate. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. So
0: like, For you now, is your focus on just growing the bagel side of the business or is it to introduce new products and kind of like keep steaming ahead
2: or both? (laughs) Both. (laughs) I think, you know, the overarching driver, when you say like keep steaming ahead, like that really resonates because for us, it's like this constant push to move faster right. And, and expand faster and do more. Um, So, so we are, you know, continuing to iterate on, on the bagel as on the better bagel, you know, in terms of texture, taste, flavor, profile, everything. Um, Again, with the consumer feedback loop in in mind and using that as a basis. And we have already started R and D on, on a number of other products. Oof! anything you can share? Yes. Well, so it's really funny people always ask like well how do you inform this is it market driven and I'm like you know it's it's really the foods that I want to be able to eat freely and not have to worry about and pizza is one of those foods so a pizza crust um you know is next it's on the way I love the language you're speaking right now this
0: is speaking to me (laughs) does that mean pastas coming
2: after that (laughs) We're, 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 testing.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. This is crazy. I'm so excited for you guys. Like now, obviously you've done the second raise. I'm sure that's for, you know, infrastructure and team and all that kind of thing. But what's your approach to marketing to kind of like double down on the organic word of mouth. That's obviously working in your favor.
2: Yeah. So I think in terms of, of that organic marketing word of mouth, I really believe in the power of brand and investing in your branding um, to be able to tell your story, right? Because I think what a brand does is you can look at it and and it tells you so much about who the company is, you know, what they represent, and it draws your early evangelists to you. Um, So one of the first things that we did was we brought on a branding agency that, you know, was absolutely incredible. um, And who's worked on the likes of, you know, Spotify, um, Tesla, you know, Heineken. Your website is very cool. Very, very cool. But It's, you know, these world-renowned brands that speak to innovation um, but are still really exciting and, and warm and tangible to the consumer. So, you know, we brought them on very, very early. Um, and, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people negate is the power of of your brand in, in helping you tell your story. And I do think that that's what drove a lot of that organic, attention you know initially as well
0: that's really really interesting and I can see why like your your brand is very fun and very um futuristic
2: yes I mean it's the future of food you know and and it's um I I think it's exciting the way that it's it's going to be a future where without compromise and without boundaries and, and limitations where where we can truly just eat freely and 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 not have to to worry. Oh, I hear you. Amazing.
0: What is your key piece of advice for entrepreneurs in 2022?
2: Oh my gosh. Build an amazing team and keep pushing. Don't let anyone tell you your vision can't be done or shouldn't be done. And, And just really stay focused. Um, and believe in, in the vision and and the impact that you can have love it love it no it's like there's was, that was a lot of stuff as a team you should do this do that <laughs> no i love it i love it
0: hey it's june here thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the female startup club podcast